The three most important letters in sports. Even better than those. TVV. 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 It's Fox 6 Sports Director Tim Van Voren on Homer and Tony. Tim Van Voren is brought to you by Mars Cheese Castle, a Wisconsin landmark that you need to experience off I-94 in Kenosha. Meets Cheese's Bakery, Bar, and Restaurant all under one roof. Learn more at MarsCheese.com. Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, three-time Wisconsin Sportscaster of the Year. There'll be more. He won't tell us when it happens. Hall Hall of Fame wingman. Yes, as named by you, right? Correct, yes. Uh, TVV, how are you, buddy? Outstanding, Tony Homer. How are you both? I am. I am good. Uh, quick question: Did you hear? Were you on for to hear Homer's uh, new mail read in the ninety-eight uh, percent? A moment ago, yes, yes, yes within yes. the last minute, yes, ninety-eight percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say Homer yells ninety-eight percent of the time? Close to. <laughs> it's very close to a new mail at yelling. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. All right, homie. I'm not with you. There's no way I yell. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, let's get to the Packers. What do you want to lead with? What's at the top of the list for your thought or point regarding the Green Bay Packers, TVV? It's got to be the Jair Alexander situation because I think, you know, you if you really have an Achilles heel defensively, I, I think this applies to a lot of sports. If you have a, an Achilles heel in the bullpen, for instance, baseball-wise, or you have an Achilles heel one spot defensively like a cornerback, uh, that can kind of uh, that's an undercurrent that can ruin a lot of other things that are going right. So the Jair Alexander situation to me is the concern for the Packers. Not so much just one week. You get through a week or two with injuries. It's just a matter of how long he's going to be compromised. Yeah, and I, I was going to say four weeks. Now I'm thinking I'm now of the opinion he's going to miss the rest of the year. So if it's less than the rest of the year, I'm going to be happy. Where where are you about? expectations. Mm. Mm. I mean, you have to brace for that. I think you have to yeah. brace for that in the situation. And you see it all the time. Guys are, are knocked out for the season, different spots, and they just move on. It's happened through the preseason for a lot of these teams, so it could happen to the Packers. It's not their deepest position by any means, and again, it's a critical position, as I was referencing a moment ago. So you have to brace for that possibility, and I know you're such a big believer in the coordinator's ability to make up for things, uh, Homer, uh, so, and I know Tony's a big believer in the defense in general. Mm-hmm. So, this could all be uh, kind of dovetailing in a, in a tough direction for Green Bay. Especially, yeah. I, I think uh, this is a bad week to do it with Burrow coming in. Uh, he's got some very capable receivers uh, on the outside, so uh, it seems extra dangerous this week. TVV coming into a game that was uh, pretty close uh, in general, right? Boy, Tony, I think you're hitting it on the head. Absolutely. I, you know, I think this is – no one talks about letdown games, but I think you could sort of ease off the gas a little bit if you're the Packers going into this game. And I think the Bengals would love nothing better. They aren't great, but they, they are capable. Tyler Boyd's a second-round draft choice. He's a wide receiver. He's caught a lot of balls. Uh, Jamar Chase – is a you know a top five receiver and he's over whatever yips he had in the preseason. And Burrow is a legitimate quarterback and their tight end is good. If you watch them uh, against the Jaguars, they aren't a great team, but again, they have uh, more than a puncher's chance. T. Higgins, and then you subtract Jair Alexander. Question. Yeah, I um in, in speaking of Jair, I am just hoping that he's back for the playoffs. That's what I'm hoping for. 
I'm hoping he's back for the playoffs. I will be happy with that, not based on what they've said, but what I believe. Will you be happy if Jair can come back and play in the playoffs? Yes, whether that's the time he's back or not, if he's on the field for the Packers in the playoffs, I would think that's a positive. And the rules have been altered over the last several seasons in the NFL that you can get, you can have a player do that. You know, it used to be he goes on injured reserve, he's gone for the year, yeah, and so yeah. you're, you're four weeks into this and you're wondering, can you preserve a roster spot, all that stuff. The rules are much better now, even these short-term injured reserve situations. So the rules are much better about bringing a guy back. That works to the Packers' advantage. And Jair Alexander's a, you know, a tough guy. There's no question about that. He keeps himself in great shape. If he can do it, he can come back. Uh, yeah, that helps the Packers. And, uh, you know, his... As guys have talked about over the last couple of years, it's not just what he does. It's kind of the threat of what he could do out there and the way he carries himself. And so those would be big advantages whenever he gets back on the field. Uh, TVV, I'm just looking at this, the schedule coming up. I, you talked about the Bengals already and what they uh, what they have offensively. Uh, I mean, and Homer's talking about the playoffs. So now I'm thinking, like, um, you got to get to the playoffs because, I mean, <laughs> Well, well, I'm not. I'm not. Hold on a second. I'm just going to show you. I mean, the Bears. Okay, Robinson, Mooney. They got a couple of guys that can catch the ball. You don't have your top guy. Bears. So the who, Packers are who, making the who, playoffs. Who are we depending on uh, back there? Um, TVV right now? Because like I say, we got football team Terry McLaurin, and then you got a real gauntlet. You got the Cardinals. Yeah, they got a bunch of guys. Yeah. You got the Chiefs. Yep. They got a bunch of guys. The Seahawks. They got a bunch of guys. And even the Vikings got a bunch of guys. Then the Rams. With, I mean, this is not the time to be injured in the secondary. Well, you're exactly right. You might, you know, this week, you and I both have pointed out, I think there are concerns. I think you may be with the Bears and the Redskins okay just because their quarterbacks are still developing and they don't have their main guy and that sort of thing. But then it really steps up. And, and you name the teams right there. Boom, 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 boom. All great passing offenses. All of them can spread the field. All of them want to isolate guys in the matchup game, and that's where the Packers are going to be in some trouble. So they're going to have to put pressure on the opposing quarterbacks, and they're going to have to go to more of a shell-type defense, I think, because you're, you cannot count on one guy, whether that's Eric Stokes or Chandon Sullivan or Kevin King or whoever, you can't count on one guy locking down his area man-to-man. Uh, give me the TVV scout analysis of Eric Stokes. Not what everybody wants him to be, not what he... Uh, assess his performance to this time. Uh, below average starter, but promising. You can see him uh, every now and then just turn on the Jets. That's what everybody said. You know, he comes in with all this speed, and, and you do see it sometimes. Play speed is kind of fun to watch if you're up there in the press box sometimes because the Packers have employed some guys who don't really have it at that position over the last few years and try to get by on position and guile and that sort of thing. Kevin King's not a burner, for instance. You know, sometimes you see him just expose you. You take a, a false step, the guy's passing. Stokes can move it. And uh, you definitely see that. So, I, you know, what do people want him to be? What do you, I think what people want him to be, uh, he's not there yet, but he's heading in that direction because he can move. He absolutely can move. But I would look for, um, you know, Burrow's going to look his way this week. And after the next couple of weeks following that, then you're going to have a whole lot of quarterbacks and opposing offensive coordinators that are going to be looking right at Eric Stokes. I heard it. Below average starter. How good do you think he could be by the end of the season? 
average starter, still slightly below average starter, I'd say better average than starter. a starter. Mm. I think he could be an average starter because he has, uh, you know, he has what you're looking for physically, and he seems to have grown quite a bit in his opportunities. He he looked pretty raw at the start of training camp. And you kind of wondered, what's the learning curve going to be for this guy? And he's picked it up pretty quickly, and now he's going to get plenty of reps. There's no question about that. Um, my guess is, by the end of the year, you'll say that was a that was a, a very strong first round pick, uh, and the Packers will be leaning on him. So I, I have no, I say below average starter, but that's I, to me that's fine. A month into the regular season, he's a guy picked in the you know the later part of the first round. He's starting period at a tough spot. I don't. That's not a negative on him. That's just how I would stack him up right now. I saw uh, the Athletic.com rated the you know first month of the season the the, the rookies etc. I think he was runner up at cornerback maybe, and you know that's pretty good if you're drafted what twenty wherever he was late twenties. I would have been much more outgoing than Aaron Rodgers with the play of Randall Cobb. When asked, I would have said, "Hey, I told you this. I told you this." I believe Randall Cobb's going to become even more important unless he gets hurt because his ability to catch passes for first downs is so huge. Your thought? I think that uh, Matt LaFleur has long wanted a, a player that he can really depend on out of the slot. And uh, right now, Cobb is that guy. They've tried a lot of guys. You know, they got Tyler Irvin. Remember that? And, you know, they. They fast-tracked him into the lineup when he had barely been there a couple weeks because it was the possibility of playing somebody. And then they signed Tavon Austin, a total flyer on him, because they really want somebody in that spot. They draft Amari Rodgers because they really want somebody in that spot. But right now, those guys are either all not much, either Irvin or Austin, uh, and Rodgers is not ready yet. So Cobb is ready. He's ready-made. He runs the slot routes. If you're if you're just rolling all your covers to Devontae Adams on one side, you can get a slot guy open very easily. Matt LaFleur and the offensive coaches know how to scheme that up. They've shown that. To me, Cobb was very effective, obviously, last week, but the, I don't think enough credit was given to the, the opportunities he had in the game plan to get open. And obviously, Rodgers, you know, he's got a chemistry with him. So I think that Cobb will will pay dividends here going forward. And even if he doesn't, for a sixth-round draft choice, he basically won the last game for you. To me, that's a wash right there. I'm actually playing him on my fantasy team. I picked him up. He's a starter. Who? Randall Cobb. Come on. I just did, you, yes. you, you got to be desperate. All right. No, I'm not desperate. I'm not desperate. I gotta Without get MVS, yes. you know, right? They're gonna throw to somebody. And when MVS and, uh, comes back, I think Cobb will have proven that he deserves that kind of those kind of passes. And MVS becomes a yeah, but straight are, down the are, field guy. But are they missing that that vertical threat? Isn't that gonna clog things up a little bit? Without MVS, yeah. who's who's the vertical threat now? They, they don't have one right now. I agree with you, and I think you know defenses are going to say, all right, without MVS. We have to pay more attention to Cobb. You know, he had a little element of surprise last week. I know the guy's a veteran, but I'm saying he hadn't done anything yet. Yep. So, you know, you're able to spring that on. You're not going to be able to spring that on teams again necessarily. So Cobb's going to have to work to get open. But I, I think the depth of the Packers has shown up a little bit. Prior to last week, A.J. Dillon really hadn't done anything. Mm-hmm. Alan Lazard really hadn't done anything. Randall Cobb certainly hadn't done anything. And those were the three biggest producers offensively last week. So I think you have to credit the, the depth of the Packers. The problem is you can say your depth holds you in for a while. 
depth isn't what wins when you play the good games and the good teams. So you need to have more. You need to get your guys back, or you need to do something else when you get to some of those other games later in the schedule. That's where the Packers are right now. They can they can hold the fort. I'm worried a about. Bit. I'm worried about the Packers. I talked myself into being worried now, looking at the schedule. <laughs> about the you. That's hey, about the schedule. He's wondering whether they're going to make well, the playoffs. First, first, well, first of all, the defense wasn't great to begin with. I agree. Now, all of a sudden, you lose arguably be your best player on defense. Yeah. And now you're expected, oh, everything's going to be fine. No, they're not. No, they're going to cause some losses. It could cause some losses. They're making the playoffs. You're catching, they're making you're, the playoffs. You're catching a break this game. Joe Mixon nicked up. He may or may not play. I don't know. Um, next game, you're catching a break. Dave Montgomery just went out. He's hurt. Uh, and then you catch another break. Antonio Gibson is now questionable. So mm-hmm. I don't know who, what he's going to be in three weeks. So they're catching breaks right now. The running game. If any any of these teams get any kind of running game going, Packers are toast. Now you got play, now you got play say, action. So You're done. You're done. I would still say, however, I think it's going to be very hard for the Packers not to win the NFC North. And so if you win the North. You're in. Yep. So, I know, I know. You know. I think. I think once again. I mean, you look at the competition in the division. Detroit, no chance. Chicago's not going to sustain anything, as far as I see. Uh, you know, and Minnesota, I don't believe it. So, if you're going to win the if you're going to win the division, you're going to be in. And but if you, you're going you to be can't in, lose a bunch of games, though. <laughs> I would say. Well, I, you know, and last that, year and they that, proved as the, you, you play at home. Oh, we get one of these games at home. We'll finally win it. That wasn't enough. So they need to. Have their guys back, like Homer said. Maybe, maybe it's Alexander gets back at the end of the year, or who knows how you line it all up. They're going to have a hard time not winning the NFC North. So get in, get your pieces in position, yeah. and see. But I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm saying three and one. The way they look right now with the injuries they've had and the concern about Alexander going forward, uh, they're in a fortunate spot right now. I would say that for sure. Yeah, well, they uh, can't go two and six over the next. Are eight you games. in the slightest bit worried that they're not going to make the playoffs? None, zero. They're making the playoffs. TVV, make Tony. Are you? Is there any concern, any possibility that they don't make the playoffs? Not for me, unless uh, unless you know injuries absolutely. Right. Well, Rogers is the only people. one. They can yeah, handle I mean, it. But right with what they have right now, they're playing. If you're saying hey, they got to play. They're playing without four pro bowlers that, that you expected maybe would be able to play at the beginning of the season or certainly would be playing this season. Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Alexander, Sedaria Smith. That's a big subtraction. They didn't have anything like that last year. So you're going to see that out on the field. So to me, they can get around those four losses and get to the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You feel better yet? No, because no, I, don't, I don't know if I agree. Round, Those are big losses. There they are. Round two, offensive line and Brewers. Not necessarily in that order. Next. Procrastinators and planners alike, it's time to pay attention. Sweetest day is right around the corner. Saturday, October 16th. Week from Saturday. If you don't already have it in your calendar, get ahead of the game. With the Welky Sweetest Day giveaway on 94.5 ESPN. This is sweet. A bouquet of flowers from Welky's Milwaukee Florist. Boda Box win. And Lou Malnati's Pizza. Actually, I believe that should be Boda Box wine. I mean, I just consider Boda Box it's so good as a win. But uh, could be yours to share with that special someone. From now through October the 13th, head to WelkySweetestDay.com. WelkySweetestDay.com to register to win and for official contest rules. You're listening to Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN and WisconsinOnDemand.com. When I profess my love. 
Round two with TVV. We can get to the Brewers, but the offensive line of the Green Bay Packers has been amazing with all the injuries. Does that speak to the greatness of the offensive line coach? Uh, is he somebody everyone's going to learn about, or does it speak to the players that they have? TVV? Combo? Uh, isn't, that a, isn't that a kind of a cop-out answer? But I, I think it's a combo. Right. I, I wouldn't have thought Josh Nyman could do what he did in his first start, and we'll see what he can do uh, going forward as long as he's in there. But, uh, you know, his performance, then you, you look at some of those other guys and you go, well, obviously the coaching has something to do with this because they're all playing at a, at a passable, if not above level. Last year they had, a, you know, again, a couple of pro boys we talked about in the last segment, Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari and, Obviously, Corey Lindsley. I don't know if he was pro bowl, but he was all pro. Uh, so, um, you know, those are obviously talented players at the same time. Adam Stenovich just kind of goes about his business. He says hi to but he just he does his thing. He's, he, uh, Sports Illustrated just had you – know, they still print up Sports Illustrated, and uh, I was reading it on the way back from San Francisco, as a matter of fact, and there's something in there about zone blocking and Adam Stenovich and Luke Butkus of the Packers both get mentioned as coaches who are practitioners of this. So I think the coaches really do have something to do with it. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Packers have a couple of coaches on their staff who are going to be in line for steps up, uh, depending on how long they last in the playoffs. Nathaniel Hackett's going to be on that list. Justin Out with the tight ends is going to be on that list. And certainly Adam Stenovich with the offensive line is going to be on that list. I claim that it's easier to play offensive line with Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. Tausch thinks sure. I'm crazy. But... Oh, I, I mean, Mark has a lot more credibility than we do, but I think, of course, he may, you know, just as you can make receivers look good, you can make offensive linemen look good. You step out of a, you step out of pressure, or you make something happen in a, a shorter you know, span of time than some other quarterback does. Absolutely. Jalen Smith has been added. I claim he's a guy. He's average, but he's better than what the Packers have had, so he's an improvement. You want to join that club? He's a guy. He's probably average, but he has a name, and uh, fans like. That on occasion. We're above that. Uh, what should people expect from him? Uh, you know, I would think that he would become assignment sure pretty quickly and be a contributor. If he doesn't play a lot of special teams, I don't know how much he ends up playing. Um, but, you know, it's it's the type of move. Hey, the, the Brewers, the box, you see this around, you know, the, the, the NBA buyout season. If you're going to just bring in a guy, why not bring in a guy with uh, some experience who's seen it all before? Yeah, you know, you're going for it. You're you're go, you're not. This is not draft and develop. This year, you're not hearing draft and develop. You're hearing draft, plug in and play. Stokes, Newman, Myers, but you're not hearing nearly as much draft and develop this year. And moves like this indicate the same. Ted Thompson would have elevated somebody off the practice squad. Turning to the Brewers, talking with TVV, Tim Van Moore, and Fox 6 Sports. I feel like I should they deserve better, but i got to admit I'm kind of worried. Given the way they finished the season in Atlanta oh, and the somebody's changes worried. they made. Like, I'm worried. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm worried. Where, what's, the, what's the phrase that you have? The Brewers deserve better than that from me, but I'm being honest. The Brewers had the absolute mojo going there in uh, early September uh, where you felt, hey, they're, they're right there. Yeah, you have to regain that mojo. But the Cardinals won 17 games in a row, they're out. But, you know, if the game goes the other way last night, 106 games, they're out. There are going to be teams that don't make it, very good teams that don't make it, and somebody's going to make it. And maybe the Braves are going to sneak past three teams that everybody says is, are better. So, you know, the Brewers are in there. It, it's all about starting pitching for yep. the Brewers. It was anyway, but it's all about starting pitching now. And if those guys are otherworldly, that's not that fluky. You know, if Burns and Woodruff and Peralta are all on their game and then, you know, Lauer or Hauser continue doing what they've shown they can do, that's not that fluky that they could get all the way through. 
Yes, it requires that all of them be good, though. It's not just the Burns can be the best ever, but that's not enough. It's requiring a significant level of outstanding pitching from a number of pitchers. Correct. You're right, and they got to get. They have to get some run support. Brandon Woodruff, you know. What's his overall record for the season? He's an all-star pitcher. He's got a terrific ERA, but he doesn't have a great one-loss record because sometimes the run support is just not there. And uh, you, you need enough run support. You need to be playing from ahead if you're the Brewers uh, in the postseason, as far as I see it. that you just It's going to be hard to play from behind against some of these other teams. And can What, the what are the chances of that, though? I mean, uh, well, good question. But you know, they have. If Willie Adams gets back to what he was doing when he was really in the groove, uh, and if 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 Yelich get better, I mean, they they. I asked Yelich the that Tuesday out there at the workout. It's been a collective thing to this point. He says there's no reason why it shouldn't continue to be that, and he's right. It doesn't have to be the same guy every night, but it's got to be somebody. It's got to be somebody getting them out and getting them started offensively so that pitching staff doesn't feel all the pressure. And how is the pitching staff going to be able to go seven or eight innings? Will Councilman let them go that far? And if they do go that far, can they pitch at the same level? I don't know that anybody's aware of that for sure. No, but I think we're going to see. I think Craig Council is a very smart guy, and I think he figures my starters, and I would include that five guys, I would include that Lauer and Hauser, whether they start in, in this series or not. My starters... And Josh Hader are the best things I have going. So I'm, I'm not going to lose on less than that. I might have to take chances somewhere else with some of those other guys, but though, that's better than my offense. That's better than my middle relief. Those are my guys. So Williams not being there means Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, all the starters could be going an extra inning. Seems like it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, 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 and I, again, why do you go down with less? Even like last night, you know, what did in the Cardinals? They they couldn't score enough, they but you get a long. walk in a one-one game. You, you, you can't do that. You just you know you can't expose them where you're changing guys who might not quite have it exactly as you want it. Boom, over. So you got to go. You got to go with the guys you, you you just feel the best about. And to me, it would be those five starters and Josh Hader. And lastly, percentage chance that the Milwaukee Bucks are world champions again. <laughs> 25. All right. Thanks, TVV. That's a lot. Do you guys have a number? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm higher than that. I'm one and three, 33. Nah. Tony? I mean, oh, we already got... 15. I mean, we, we already got Brooklyn with problems. You got a lot, well, you got like a lot, a lot of player movement. There's so many... I got. I got to yeah. see who's on what teams. TVV right. first. I got, yeah, I got one. I got one. Right yeah. right. yeah. Thanks, Tim. TVV. Tim Van Voren, Fox Six Sports. The head coach, Matt Lafleur. Drive time next.